0: Welcome to the Prophecy Club, where we study and research Bible prophecy. Our topic tonight is America's Occult Holidays. Now, I was raised uh, celebrating these holidays and doing things like trimming uh, jack-o'-lanterns And I went on trick-or-treat, and I didn't understand what I was doing either, so don't feel bad when you hear some things tonight that drop your mouth open and say, I had no idea what I was doing and what I was really celebrating. But in fact, there's a lot of occult behind our holidays. Now, that's not to say that we should not celebrate the birth of Jesus or the resurrection of Jesus. I will celebrate my Lord's holidays, but... There is a lot of occult that is wound in them, and he's going to be exposing that. Well, who is he, and has he earned the right to talk about that? As a matter of fact, he has. His family has been in the Illuminati for 189 years, seven generations. He's a third-degree master witch. He was raised in an occultic Illuminati family, and I asked him, I said, Doc, Have you read books? Have you researched this? Did you go down to the library to learn all of these things? And he said, no. He said, this is just the way we lived. This is the way we celebrated our God. And Christians are celebrating the wrong God in some of these uh, occultic ceremonies. Our speaker also has been on and appeared in and consulted for the Oprah Winfrey Show, the Geraldo Vera Show, Hard Copy Inside Edition, Unsolved Mysteries, And there's one thing that I really like about Doc. He is really after winning souls, taking them out of the devil's kingdom and putting them in God's kingdom. He is a real soul winner and he loves the Lord. Will you help me welcome Doc Marquis?
1: Many of us normally celebrate various holidays thinking that they're Christian or that they're American ones and that there's nothing wrong with them. What we are going to learn tonight is going to startle most of you. Hopefully it'll challenge you. If nothing else, this information has been kicking up a lot of dirt. I'm not kidding. I have seen reactions that I did not think was going to happen. I am talking about where people literally, I tell you, you'd almost think that they were going to get into a fight over this. But then again, as Christians, we're not supposed to be standing still anyways. We're supposed to be moving and serving the Lord. Now, I'm going to give you the very short, very short version of how I got into the occult to begin with. When I say short, I'm not kidding. I have a ton of materials I need to present to you people. When I was three years old, I was brought to my dedication ceremony in the Illuminati. Now, this is not unusual. Many people here in the Christian community, you will take your children, you'll bring them to your various churches, your denomination, what have you, and you'll offer them up to God, correct? Well, In the occult world, they're doing the same thing, except they're offering their children up to Lucifer. Now, this is nothing unusual. It really isn't. For the occultists, this is a normal practice. When you look at anything in the occult, all you have to do is compare it to the Bible. You're going to find out just about everything in the occult was either reversed or perverted from the Holy Scriptures. In the end, you're going to find out that Lucifer has never had an original idea yet. All he did was create a war and think he was going to be, become God. And we all know what happened then. For the next 10 years, I was put into what's known as the Outer Court. Now, this is best understood as the Illuminati's version of a seminary. This is where you're taught all the rites, the rituals, the eight nights of human sacrifice, spell casting, alchemy, so on and so forth. By the time I was 13, at the end of uh, another ceremony, this was my initiation ceremony now, they brought forth a book that was made out of lamb's hide. It's known as the Book of the Dead in their cult. They brought forth a quilled feather and then a ceremonial knife called athame. They sliced my arm wide open, passed me that quilled feather. I had to dip it in my own blood and sign my new occult name in this book. This made me one of them. Isn't it interesting how in the book of Revelation we find out that in heaven there's an angel signing our name in the Lamb's Book of Life? Again, just another occult counterfeit. For the next four years I was going through the ranks like all other Illuminists to where by the time I was 17 I became initiated initiated as a high druid priest or what's best understood as a third level witch or a master witch. At that point, it gave me authority over a particular region. Now, a region is a governing area in which, in this case, the third level which had full authority over. We had a little bit more than a thousand Illuminists within this area at the time. A year and a half later, I went into the United States Army under orders from my bosses in the Illuminati. Now, this was not my idea. Okay, don't get me wrong. You know, but I did not go in for patriotic reasons back then. I, w- I would do it now, but The Illuminati, since the mid-'60s, have had an ongoing plan in which they were sending in hundreds and thousands of their own people to where they wanted to infiltrate every single military base around the world. Once these bases were infiltrated, they would start setting up their own covens. Now, the reason they were doing this was so that they could recruit key people from the military into their own ranks. And this would help them out tremendously. Let's say you were, um, let's say you were into communications and I initiated you into the coven. Well, because you had access to communications, you're one of us. I now have access to communications. If you had access to supplies, I had anything I wanted because you were now one of us. I had access to what you had access to. And unfortunately, the Illuminati is too good at what they do because as of April 1978, if you check the Army Chaplain's Handbook on Religious Requirements, you will find out that just about every single major occult religion is listed in it. We're talking Satanism, witchcraft, you name it, it's just about there. And it's all legal. They're federally recognized, they have tax exemption, they have priesthood status, and it's all perfectly legal to be practiced on every single military base throughout the world now. And you know, there's nothing we can legally do to stop it. Of course, we weren't going to be told that this is what was really going on, but nevertheless, they did it. Well, to make a very long story short, when I was at Fort Lewis, Washington, A young man, I didn't know him too well, he was just an an acquaintance, walked up to me and started a conversation. Shortly after that, he had to leave, but he asked me if I wanted to go to church with him on Sunday, you know, and um, back then, of course, there was no way you were going to get me to set foot in any church, you know, but I have to tell you the truth. Let me tell you, for the next three years, my life literally was a nightmare, Because no matter where I went, and no matter how far I went, there were some born-again Christians just waiting to witness to me. (laughs) I mean, they were falling out of the trees, jumping out of the bushes, and I am not going to tell this. This is the truth. I actually saw one jump out of a moving vehicle once to try to witness to me. But I ran faster that day than that Christian did. To wrap it up, as I was saying, I have a lot to present, but at the end of those three years, I finally saw what I was doing in light of what the Christians were saying all along. On April fifteenth, nineteen 1979, I went into a Christian church as a sold-out slave of Satan, and I left as a born-again child of the king. And for the last 18 and a half years, I've been running a ministry called Christians Exposing the Cult we're in there trying to get people out of the occult. There's more going on nowadays than most Christians would realize. And it's sad, it really saddens me at times, because we're the only ones who actually can be used of God to get these people out. And so many times, we just don't seem to be doing it. What we are going to be doing now, as I stated before, we're going to be going over certain holidays. Just about every single holiday you can think of, and we're going to get into the origins of all this. I'm hoping that at the end, this challenges you. Not to go out and have me shot, but challenges you as a Christian, your conviction, your dedication to Christ. There were eight nights of human sacrifice on the Illuminati's calendar starting from the top, December 21st is the night of Yule. It moves down to Imbolg, Ostara, Beltane, Litha, Lunisat, Mabon, and finally Samhain. Now the reason December 21st is at the top is because according to the Celtic calendar, this is the calendar that the Illuminati uses to this very day. The last day of the old year is October 31st. It begins on November 1st, the new year. Now, you're going to find out this will have great significance. We will be getting to that. As we look through these nights, you're going to find interesting things are happening to them. If you recall in Genesis chapter 1, I believe it's verse 16, the reason God put the sun, the stars, the planets up in heaven was for us to measure the seasons by and to watch out for certain signs. This was a very specific purpose God put them there. And look at this. The winter solstice, the spring equinox, the summer solstice, and the autumnal equinox. Those are the seasons we're supposed to measure on the calendar. And yet, yeah, look at what the occultists did. Already they started perverting it by putting... Those nights of human sacrifice light on them. And mind you, those four nights that line up with the four seasons, those are the minor ones. That's to say, almost as if to say, well, God is so minor in his plans that we're not even going to bother to recognize them with the major holidays. Nevertheless, these holidays constitutes already a perversion of our calendar. And you're going to see just how bad this has really gotten. Starting with December 21st. From December 21st down to February 1st, there was a six-week period. From February 1st to March 21st, there was a seven-week period. Then notice how the pattern keeps repeating itself. Six, seven, six, seven, all the way down. And there is a very good reason for this. You will also note that those groupings of six and seven constitute sets of thirteens, four thirteens to be specific. And you're going to see this pattern repeated as we go along. How many people have heard of numerology before? Just raise your hand, please. Right. We all know that numerology is where you take numbers and you assign them to specific letters. There was another system in the occult that's known as gematria. Gematria will give you the definition to all the different numbers. For instance, 19 is a number for faith, 35 is a number for hope, so on and so forth. The ones we want to concentrate on is the number 6, 7, and 13. 6 is the number for man, 7 is a number for God, And thirteen is the number for depravity and rebellion. It's very important to remember this because when we look at this at um, these calendars, you're going to find out that by using this numerical pattern, what they are actually stating is that through depravity and rebellion, they're placing man above God. And isn't this exactly? What had happened in the great war in heaven when Lucifer and his followers were thrown out? He wanted to be God. It was through rebellion that he was thrown out. And if you remember, the scripture even tells us, for witchcraft is as the sin of rebellion. On this next transparency, we're going to add a couple things. Notice Yule, December 21st at the top. Right next to it, you're going to see Christmas. After that, we drop down to Groundhog's Day, which is on another night of human sacrifice, this one being in bold, May Day on the humanite sacrifice of Beltane, and Halloween on the humanite sacrifice of Samhain. These are just some of the holidays, some of the major ones that we celebrate. And can you see how they're already lining up with these occult sabbats? And you're going to find out that there is a reason. As we go through this, you will also note we're going to add different ones to it. This time, we will add Inauguration Day, January 20th, Valentine's Day, February 14th, April Fool's Day, Independence Day, July 4th, July 19th, 1996, which was the Olympic Games. You will note that the next Olympic Games is going to be on the Human Night Sacrifice... Of Maven in the year 2000. Now there was something strange going on with the Olympic Games. How many of you can recall the way that they started the 1992 Olympic game openings? Does anyone recall what they did? They had an archer take an arrow and he had it lit and he shot it into the air. It arced over and landed in the traditional Olympic bowl. This reminded me of the story of Prometheus, how he stole fire from the gods. Take a good look at this next transparency. You will notice that red spiraling object on top of the tower. That is the new Olympic bowl. Do you know what the papers were calling that? That was being referred to as the Olympic cauldron. And it was being properly referred to as a cauldron for some very specific reasons. First of all, just by looking at it, you can tell that this cauldron is a red one. It had to be red because the first family of the Illuminati, the head of it to this very day, Lord James Rothschild himself, his name Rothschild from the German means red shield. Second of all, you will notice how that cauldron is spiraling down and inwardly. There's a very good reason for that. When witches, especially those in the Illuminati, are concluding a lot of their ceremonies, they will dance in a spiraling formation. The reason it spirals inward is because they're bringing together, supposedly, great metaphysical energies to where at the end of the ceremony they will release all this through the cone of power and then it will go out to do whatever they wanted to do. It's for this reason that they do that spiraling, because of the spiral dance. Those jet flames up there, there were 18 of them. The reason there was 18 because It constitutes the triplicity of their favorite number, 6 plus 6 plus 6. That's why there was 18. Now in the occult world there are two gods, the god and the goddess. Semiramis is the goddess, her son slash husband, Nimrod is the god. Now when you see the crescent moon, this is the oldest symbol that recognizes the goddess or Semiramis. When you see the five-pointed star, you're looking at what's known as a pentagram. This is the symbol for Nimrod. Now when you see the crescent moon and the five-pointed star in the center of it, you are looking at the oldest sign in existence that symbolizes both god and goddess, Semiramis and Nimrod. If you will look right here, you will notice this is a crescent moon, and you will see the five-pointed star sitting right in it. If we were to take that out, you would see another crescent moon here with a second star right above it. And then after that, the last crescent moon under the bottom with that yellow star up there. This is the new emblem for the Olympic Games. As I stated before, the next Olympic game is going to happen September 21st in the year 2000, Sydney, Australia. I can only imagine what they're going to do this time. I don't expect it to get any better. I'm expecting it to get a lot worse. There is a reason why these days were put in the specific pattern they were. Starting at the top. When we look at Inauguration Day, January 20th, this is when your president takes his oath of office. Do you know originally it was never that? It used to be November. The Illuminati had it moved up purposely to where it fit the pattern. And we're going to go with that pattern right now. You will notice, Inauguration Day is exactly 13 days before the human night sacrifice of Imbolg. Valentine's Day is exactly 13 nights after the human night sacrifice of Imbol. Easter, I will get into that afterwards. They have to use astrology to figure out when Easter is going to be every year. I'll explain that afterwards. All Fool's Day or April Fool's Day is exactly 13 weeks from the, begin- from the beginning of your calendar. Independence Day is exactly 13 days after the human night sacrifice of Litha. Last year's Olympic game was exactly 13 days before the human night sacrifice of Lunasai. And if you notice, the next one is going to be exactly on the night of a human sacrifice. Are you beginning to see this numerical pattern, how all these 13s are lining up? Let's face it, we can't deny the mathematics of this. All you have to do is just sit down at the calendar and count. It will point out these are all separated by thirteens. And there are reasons. The main reason, at least for this alignment, is because every single one of these holidays are occultic in origin. We're going to be able to, Lord willing, go over the majority of them, tonight. Starting with Christmas. Now, I am very well aware that, of course, most people in the Christian realm, just about anyone, for that matter of fact, believes Christmas has everything to do with the birthday of Jesus Christ, correct? However, it, it, when you look at the Scriptures, there is no way... First of all, Jesus Christ could have been born on December 25th, as they like to state, because the Bible tells us that, if you look in the book of Luke, that the shepherds were still out in the field tending to their flock. To this very day, Judaic tradition teaches us they don't bring the sheep in from the fields until the second week of October. Christ could not have been born in December then. It had to have been right before that event had happened. If you have your Bibles, turn to Jeremiah chapter 10. There's an interesting event that's going on here. And then you tell me what this sounds like. Hear ye the word which the Lord speaketh unto you, O house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen. Get that one memorized, folks. Learn not to do what these occultists are doing. What are they doing? Learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. For the customs of the people are vain. For one cuteth a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe, they deck it with silver and with gold, They fasten it with nails and with hammers that it move not. That's a Christmas tree. You go to the forest, chop it down with the axe, bring it home, nail it or put it in that little upright stand, take gold and silver trimmings, deck it all around, voila, you have a Christmas tree. We think this tree is supposed to be part of the birthday of Christ. How? That one's still a mystery to me. But I have to tell you, when you um, look at the occult religion, you're going to find out that there are very specific trees that are very sacred in the occult realm. Just a couple of examples I put up here. The oak tree is the most sacred of all the trees for the Druids. The Druids were the high priests of the Celtic tribe. As a matter of fact, the name Druid from the ancient Gaelic means the men of oak. The Egyptian, well, they had plenty of palm trees around there. That became a very sacred tree to their god, Ra. And, of course, in Scandinavia, where Odin was um, supposedly the chief god of the entire pantheon, he um, wanted the fir tree. Now, these people in the occult nowadays, they are still taking gold and silver decorations, putting it on their trees. A lot of them... I take in cookies, put them on the trees also after they've baked them. They will take chestnuts, tie traditional Christmas color ribbon around them, or I should say Yule ribbons. See, you call Christmas what it is. The occult, it's, it's properly known as Yule. We'll get to that. But they will take the traditional colors, either red or green, tie it around chestnuts and hang it from the tree. This is how just, you know, some of the items became part of your so-called Christmas holiday. It is also, if you remember, the five-pointed star, the the pentagram, is the oldest symbol that represents Nimrod. See, in the occult world, from November 1st through April 30th,
0: the God is in charge. We put together six DVDs. Five titles, valued at $160, all for a gift of just $40. That's less than $10 a DVD. First one, what's wrong with Halloween? Dr. Jack Clooney is a ranking authority on Satanism, witchcraft, white supremacy, and other forms of occult and occult activity. He helped investigators from the FBI, CIA, OSI, Border Patrol, and dozens of police and sheriff organizations across America in occult-related crimes. The average Christian has no idea of the influence of the occult in crimes. America's Occult Holidays by Doc Marquis. Doc was raised in an Illuminati family, trained as an Illuminist, and attained the rank of Master Witch Third Degree. He has been a Christian since 1979 and appeared on and consulted for The Oprah Winfrey Show, The Raul Dovera Show, Hard Copy, Inside Edition, Unsolved Mysteries, he reveals how all American holidays are designed to be used as an occult numerical pattern originating from the Illuminati. Discover the real truth behind the popular holidays like Christmas, Easter, Halloween, Valentine's Day, May Day, and other traditions of men, and learn the truth behind occult practices like trick-or-treat and May Day. Occult Holidays Revealed by Stephen Dollins. Stephen is an ex-Satanist high priest of the Church of Satan. He reveals the truth and the true origins behind Christmas, Easter, Halloween, and the world's most celebrated holidays, including, is Christmas the real birth of Jesus? Is Easter celebrating the resurrection of Christ? And what is the hidden agenda behind Halloween? The Occult in Your Living Room, also by Stephen Dollins. Stephen exposes the subtle devices used to infiltrate the homes of Christians and non-Christians alike to lure the young and the old into the practice of witchcraft and Satanism. Discover the evil truth behind today's crazes like movies, video games, and role-playing fantasy games. These devices initiate our children into the world of the occult by making evil appear to be cute such as Teletubbies, Pokemon, and others. Vampires and werewolves, real or fake? Bill Sneblin was a voodoo priest, Wiccan high priest, second-degree member of the Church of Satan, a new-age guru, occultist, channeler, 90th-degree mason, and a knight-templar, vampire initiate, and member of the Illuminati. Due to the increased media exposure, vampires, werewolves, made to appear seductive, many people are becoming intrigued with evil. All six DVDs, five titles, $160 value, all for a gift of just... $40 at prophecyclub.com. It's called The Occult Holidays Gift Offer, and if you order by October 25th, you'll get it in the lower 48 states by Halloween. That's The Occult Holidays Gift Offer. Six DVDs, five titles, gift of $40 at prophecyclub.com. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation just as a simple project, God showed me a secret door, which is based upon a single word found in Revelation and Leviticus, linking the feasts to the prophecies. When linked, a person enters into an understanding of Bible prophecy not previously known. Even though I've been in the world of Bible prophecy for 40 years, frankly, I did not know anything of what is in this book. One prophetic word described it this way, There is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open to you. It will turn so many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. Two amazing prophecy charts on the back flap, 12 inches by 9 inches. Imagine, a book on prophecy that brings a fresh...